All right, let's get this party started. Happy Wednesday. Everybody, if you got your cameras, you want to turn those on. I literally just got off the jet <laughs> about 20, 20 minutes ago and got here to Florida, Seaside Watercolor, Florida, where we're doing a couples retreat this week. Uh, so uh, when you bring three kids down, folks, the pilot said, you need anything? And I said, off this plane. <laughs> When you got three kids on there with you, I'll, he's like, do you need anything? I said, I need to get off this plane as fast as I can, sir, and get to my house, okay? So I hope you guys are doing great today. This is pre-drive for lunch. And uh, the big reason we're doing this is because, as you know, I've got a new book coming out called Flip the Switch. It has been a two-year process of writing this book, and the book is finished. It is now being published and will be out January the 31st. And... Uh, when you write 17 books, uh, what you learn, I've written a lot of books that I did a poor job promoting. Okay. They were great books, but I didn't understand the promotion cycle. I didn't understand. Uh, I didn't understand how to, how to, how to make it a bestseller. I didn't understand all the things we need to do. And really writing a book is like starting a whole new business. And it's like it's got like its own little business and the book needs to be marketed and promoted. And it's almost a daily consumption of time trying to figure out how to move large numbers of books, especially if you don't have a national television show. So we're, we're all the time thinking, how can we come up with creative ways to to explain why this book would change a person's life? OK, and and I said, well, why don't we do a weekly session on nothing but the book and really take what's in the book and break it down. And for the people who pre-order the book, I just finished like a six or seven hour masterclass where I literally took every chapter, broke the chapters down, talked about it on why I wrote it this way, what it meant. And 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 for every person that pre-orders the book, we're going to get you a copy of that masterclass because it's literally six hours of me with a whiteboard drawn up, how prey drive affects everything. Now, when you do that, Angela Baker, what you really do is you develop what I call a deep intimacy of the concept. And it's where you really get to know the concept at a very deep level, and you're having all these big revelations. So while I'm going through the book, I'm like, boom, that was good. Because you got to remember, I've been writing this thing over two years. So some of it, I didn't even remember. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I forgot that I said that, uh, Pamela Collins. I'm like, that was good. I need to talk about that. And so today we're going to do this every Wednesday up until the book comes out. We call it Pray Drive for Lunch. And uh, today we're going to talk about how Pray Drive is associated with possibility. How Pray Drive, and we're going to call this the art of possibility. And let me tell you why this is so important, uh, Garen Johnson. It's and Cole McRae. It's important because we're living in a very interesting economic period, right? Rates are continuing to go up. I was reading the Wall Street Journal on the way down. Rates are continuing to go up. Inflation is at high. The cost of living is 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 higher. What's interesting is the unemployment is at two percent. So ninety eight percent of people are working, but. But here's the interesting thing. Most people, high numbers of people are working two jobs to, to make it go and to have enough money to live their life. So, so now more than ever, what people really need is they need creativity. And they need uh, 
possibility. They need to understand possibility and what is truly possible because it's easy. It's easy for somebody to say, well, it's just really hard to make money right now. Well, it's just really hard right now. Nobody's buying insurance like they were and nobody's buying real estate like they were. Nobody's shopping and nobody's buying coaching. And it's kind of an easy thing to say that kind of gives you an out, right? With, with, With 7 billion people on the planet, there is no shortage of money. There is no shortage of opportunity. There is no shortage of leads. There is no shortage of people. There is no shortage of problems. What there is a shortage of is creativity. And there is a shortage of believing, hey, man, anything's possible. And and that really starts with a certain component of prey drive. Okay. So so when you think about this, we're going to talk about how does exposure activate the prey drive? Okay. Does exposure activate the prey drive? Because I was a high school basketball coach. Okay, for me to fly down to Florida today with my family and kids and assistants and nannies on my own private jet, it, it, like Cicely Simpson's on here, it, 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 right? Like that's un, very uncommon for a person who who grew up where we grew up. Okay, very uncommon. All right, now and, and and I didn't even think about any of these things. Okay, I didn't even think, but I knew if I worked hard and I showed up over a long cycle of time. And I developed a hard skill and I found a big problem that, that, that anything is possible, right? And that's one thing my mother always instilled in me that anything's possible. Okay. But, and, and so if you, but if you think, if you have a closed or fixed mindset, you, you immediately go to, to, to negative town. There's no leads. There's no money. There's no possibility. It's expensive. This ain't going to work, right? Let's just give up on everything that we've been working on for years. No, folks, what you got to do is you got to, open the dreamer and the creativity some. And so when you're when you're breaking down prey drive, there's five activators of that drive, but the one we're going to focus on today is exposure. How does exposure to something activate a person's prey drive? And if you are stuck or you can't find a way out of a problem you've worked yourself into or or whatever the case may be, what you really need is to open the mind to maybe a different or new way of doing something. And I call that non-linear thinking. Okay. I went to college for nine years. I really didn't get serious about any degrees to my third degree. And it was all about creative thinking, creative problem solving. Okay. And it's like, here's a problem. Let's see how smart you are to figure this problem out. And when we would stand up in class and say, this would be my solution at that level, what's called the terminal level or doctoral level, the professor would literally just say right in front of the class, you're not you're not smart enough to get it this degree. I can't even believe you're here. Like you won't even make it three years. Right. That's how brutal it was. OK, they would just say you need to go back and think harder, think better. Well, creativity starts by knowing that anything's possible. If you study probability, it's possible a meteorite hits hits where you're living today. It is possible. There is a possibility. There is a probability. It's a small probability but it is possible. It is possible for you to go from where you are being a multimillionaire. It is possible for you to be a leading authority. It is possible to write a Wall Street Journal selling book. It is possible to have your own plane. It is possible. But if you don't think it's possible, which most people don't, then you'll never even go there in your mind. You go there in your mind before you go there in the body. All things are created twice, first mentally, then physically. 
Now, what we need to move from A to B is creativity. So there are three problems people have I want you to write down. Because you are in the business of solving these problems for people. Number one, they have a confusion. They have a confusion. They don't know what to do. Like, what should I do? Okay. What you bring to that confusion is clarity. Okay. We live in such a distracted world today. Some people just need to be told, this is what you need to do next. Okay. Like, like when I come into the day, there's so many things I could focus on. This is why I have that level 10 opportunity. What do you hear me call a level 10? Because the level 10 helps me focus out all the small fish and focus on the big opportunities in front of me. So I may say, what's my top three level 10 opportunity? I make this book a Wall Street Journal bestseller. I'm going to get this greatness factory up and going. Success schools uh, is a huge opportunity to get it going. Okay. The insurance side of what we're doing on the insurance business is a huge opportunity. Okay. Those are level 10s. So when little things come up during the day, I don't have any confusion. I'm like, man, I ain't focused on that. I'm not going to focus on drama. I'm not going to focus on the person acting crazy. I ain't got time for all that. I'm focused on big, juicy, lucrative opportunities. So a lot of people have confusion. What should I be doing? Who should I be calling? Where should I focus my time? The purpose of your business is to produce revenue. That's the whole purpose of the business. So if I ask you today, how many revenue producing activities have you already done today that could lead to money? See, there should be no confusion here. This is what I love about getting up at 4.15, being in the gym at 5. I could do 20 or 30 high value activities before 7 a.m., before my kids even get up. Text, email, phone call, scheduling. Like I literally had 20 or 30 high value activities in before 7 a.m. this morning, right? It's like, it's like I had a whole nother day. So, so the confusion is this. I know we can make this work. Let's open up our dreamer. Let's figure this thing out. Okay. I didn't get, I can't get a sale through A. It ain't working through B. And let me give an example. I was coaching mortgage originators yesterday and I was talking about creativity. Are you giving your, op, are you giving your prospects three options? Right. We can finance it this way. We can finance it. And I asked the main dude, I said, do you have three options to give people? He said, absolutely. We got to buy down. We got this. We got this. And he asked all of his mortgage originators, how many of you are giving your prospects three options to finance us? Not one person with their hand. Now, how creative is that? It's not creative at all. Right. So I would say you guys don't really want to do a mortgage. It's not as hard to sell a mortgage as you're making. It. Give people options right? That's creativity. So number one, people have confusion and they don't know what to do. And that's what you provide based on your expertise. Number two, they feel isolation. Right now is a time you should be increasing engagement with people, not decreasing engagement. Right? People ask me, why do I do the, the stuff I do? Why do I do the morning drive on Facebook? And why do you do two sessions a week? They're like, man, don't you get tired of doing that? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Korean Fernando. I'm like, yeah, I do get tired of doing it. But but here's what I know. The more I stay in a person's life and the more value I add to people, the more opportunities we have to make money. How many of y'all agree with that? The more I add value to people's lives, either free or paid, the more chances we we will have to generate income. Okay? So isolation what do people need? They need engagement. 
They need engagement. Tell me what's going on. Give me feedback. Tell me what's happening. Stay in my life. Be engaged with me. I got one of our clients every every day. He texts me about every third day. He's like, man, I'm praying for you. Just want you to know I'm praying for you. I believe in you. I'm praying for you. Just want you to know I'm there for you. You're doing big things in the world. That matters to me. I'm like, thank you, man. That, that's important, right? He stays engaged with me. Okay. Number three, and this is really what we're talking about today, the art of possibility. They feel powerlessness. People have been doing things a certain way. And when that way don't work, they're like, okay, what do I do? What you really want to bring to people, Cheryl, is creativity. Okay, I don't want to start this program. Timing's not right. I understand. Would you give me 30 days? Would you try it for 30 days? Would you just would you just get in the game? Would you just get started? What if we did it this way? See, see what people need is they need options. They need options. Okay. And creativity is possibility. Okay. What what if we could do it this way? Or what if we could do it this way? Or what if we could do it this way? Now, when I was buying a piece of land uh close to the lodge, um, I said, I want to purchase this lot for $125,000, okay? It's a fair price. I said, but I want to ask you some questions. Would you own or finance it for me? And she said, sure. And I said, would you give me three options to finance it? She said, sure, right? Listen, just by asking her, just by asking the woman, would you own or finance it? Yes. I said, I could purchase it, but I want to keep my capital for the greatness factor because I don't know how much it's going to cost me. So I want to buy the lot, which solves a problem for you. I want to give you exactly what you asked me. All I ask is that you give me options on the payment terms. And sure enough, she said, coach, option A, B, and C. And I said, I'll take C, which for me was the best option. Now, all it took was me asking her, okay? When I was negotiating the factor of Nashville, he said, I want you to put 10% down in escrow, which was 440000 I said, you know, ma'am. I'd, I'd, I'd appreciate if you let me put 5% down versus 10. You know what he said? Sure. It came, it came time to negotiate. I said, you know what? I know you're giving me $800,000 in tenant improvements. Man, I'd really appreciate if you gave me that $800,000 at the closing table and lowered the price from $4.4 million to $3.6 million. Would you do that for me? You know what he said? Sure. <laughs> and he said, I'll loan you $800,000 if you don't want to put any of your own money in this, coach. So, so he lowered the price by eight hundred. dollars and he offered to loan 800 to get the deal done because he was working on two or three other deals and he needed to get my deal done to do his deals. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you guys have heard me talk about remarkable boldness? Remarkable boldness is just asking another person going, you know what, Angela, I know you want to do this real estate deal. I know you can't seem to get your mind around doing it like we're doing it. Would you be open to me coming back and bringing you three options? I'm going to work with some mortgage originators, see what our best options are. I'm going to talk to the seller and see if we can pull it because they want to sell it and you want to buy it, but you're all caught up in this in this tangle about how to do it. Let's figure out. See, I give Eric and Craig and Mark flexibility. And I say, look, man, we're trying to, we're trying to help. We're, we're trying to put deals together. Okay. Somebody wants my coaching and they can't afford a certain price, then find something they can't afford. And as long as it's fair to my company and it's fair to the consumer, I'm okay with it. Okay. Marsha Tucker's in the auction business. When a person wants to auction something, they've got a problem and somebody wants to buy it. Right. And so if it's fair for the person selling and fair for the person buying, who cares? It's still helping both people. So what I see people not doing today is being creative. 
as it relates to possibility. Okay. And I said, now, Tim, you want to get in this coaching program. Okay. You don't like the terms I gave you. Let me, let me back up a little bit and see if I can get you better terms. And if I could get you better terms, would you be open to that? Now, if Tim says, look, I got to think about it, sleep on it, and he doesn't move, I may go back and say, you know what? I came up with another option. If you don't like the first two I gave you, man, I've thought about this a little bit and I'm giving some more options. I'm doing everything I can to put this deal together with you. Does everybody see that? This is possibility, the art of ability. Okay. So let me show you some problems and I'm going to give you a real life example of how Prey Drive affects this. How many of you think you're highly talented yet undercapitalized? You're highly talented, but you're undercapitalized. Okay. The solution to this, because this was me, this is still me in a lot of ways. The solution is to act is to get hungry enough to go figure this out so that you don't keep living like this, meaning you, you don't stay undercapitalized. Okay. Now I'm going to give an example. When I was 25 years old, I went and spoke at an event. I had written my first book uh, called Changing Lives Through Coach. I had no idea what I was doing, Chris Marks. I mean, none. I was a high school basketball coach and I just written a book. I had no idea how to sell a book. I know I, I had those, I had no idea how to do anything other than go coach. And I went and coach and a guy walked up to me in the back and he said, man, you're really good. He said, you're, you're very talented. And he said, you could go on the speaking circuit. Now, let me tell you how naive I was. I didn't even know what he was talking about. I said, what means circuit speaking circuit? He's like, travel the world and speak to people. And then he said this, like Lou and I was a basketball coach. Lou Holtz was a football coach. And I go, I get it. And he said, go home tonight and study Lou Holtz. And I went home and I looked online, Lou Holtz. Guess what he was doing, folks? Writing books, speaking around the world. And down in the corner, it said his speaking fee was $100,000. This was back in, I mean, I don't even know when it was. It was back in the late 90s or early 2000s. And I'm like, that dude's making $100,000 to talk about winning. And I had a shit. I can do this. So I was highly talented, but undercapitalized. And my creativity kicked in. What do I need to do? I need to write a book like Lou Holtz. I need to start trying to secure some speaking engagements. Okay. People ask me, how do you get engagements? I call people. I talk to people. I follow up with people. I say, Angela, what does it take for me to come to, to, to Virginia? How can we put a deal together? How's it a win for you? How's it a win for me? Christian, how can I come to Long Island? Could you get 50 people in a room at this price for me to come to Long Island? Because the jet fuel is expensive. Can you, can you, right? See, what I start doing is I start, people come to me all the time. It's like, I don't know how you get all these speaking engagements. And I'm like, I work my networks. I work my relationship. Okay. I follow up with people and I say, hey, man. We can do something together, but I got to get on a plane. I got to come there. We don't need more money. We need more people. So here are the key questions you need to be asking when it comes to creativity. Number one, who is doing what I want to do? Who is doing what I want to do at a very high level? Number two, how do I get access to these people? How do I get access Okay. If you notice, I just had Sean Mike at my lodge yesterday. He built an insurance company that has 30,000 insurance agents. You know how I got him at the lodge, Luke? I said, hey, man, why don't you come be on my podcast? Flew in on his private jet, 
spent, spent an hour and a half with me, then came back the next day. All I had to do was ask. I said, man, you want to get your message out there more? I see you're doing some podcasts. You want to get your message? He said, yes, sir. And I said, will you come in? I'll put you on my podcast. Absolutely. When can we do it? Boom. How do I get access to people who are doing big things? Okay. And, and the way I get access to people is I have something of value to offer them. Or two, I pay for it. I pay for it. If I want to be on School of Greatness, Cicely, then, then what I do is I go spend three hours with Rory Vaden. I pay him $14,000 and I go, hey, man, can you get me on School of Greatness with Lewis House? Okay, what can you, who can you introduce me to in your network? And, and there's people I know that you don't know. And there's people you know that I don't know. The prey drive is I'm going to keep going until he goes, you know what? I can get you on these three podcasts. I want to interview on my, my podcast. I want to get you on these three podcasts. I don't use a firm to get me on podcast. I don't use a publicist to get me on things. You know who the publicist is, Eric White? It's a little bald-headed dude, about five foot six, with a lot of prey drive. And I call people, and I text people, and I video people. Hey, Rory, it's great spending three hours with you, man. Uh, let me ask you a question. I really need your help to make this book a bestseller. Can you can you help me get on some major podcast? And I want to introduce you to some people. Send me the three people you want to know that I know that you don't know, and I'd be happy to introduce you to those people and tell you what a great job. Tell them what a great job you did for me. Everybody see that? That's how I do it. Okay. Now, so a lot of people outsource all these things. Like I'm going to hire Tom Gavin to do this and Carmen to do this and Tish Hudson to do this. What I do, I go, look, I don't place my destiny in other people's hands. The art of possibility is if I can get them on the phone or I can talk to them. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you a, a creativity lesson. Tim Ferriss, who wrote the four hour work week. How many of y'all read that book, Four Hour Work Week? Anybody? He he got turned 35 times by publishers. Dumb idea. That book is probably sold, I don't know, five million copies. And he was teaching at Stanford. And he said, I'm going to give you guys a assignment. And he said, the person who completes the assignment, I'm going to buy you tickets to go around the world on me. A one-way ticket around the world, anywhere you want to go. If you just do this assignment, he gave it to 50 people. Your assignment is to call three celebrities and get them on the phone. That's all you got to do and prove to me that you got them on the phone. 48 of the 50 people didn't even try. Here's what they said. There's no way I could get them on the phone. They're famous. I'm not famous. One person said, I'm a big John Grisham fan. I want to write best-selling books like John Grisham. So he went online, found John Grisham's office number, called John Grisham's office and, and said, I'm so-and-so, I'd like to speak to John Grisham. And his secretary said, sure, let me put you through to him. <laughs> and he gets John Grisham on the phone and he says, I want to write best-selling books like you. And he said, kid, I'll give you 10 minutes. Ask me any question you want to ask. That's how hard it was, folks. Just literally going online, finding their number and calling them. Okay. Creativity, pray drive. Okay. So number one, who is doing what I want to do? How do I get access? Number two, how do I get access to these people? Even if I have to pay for it. Number three, how fast can I take action on what I'm seeing them do? How fast can I take action? 
on what I'm seeing them do. So I studied Lou Holtz and guess what? Started writing books. I started getting speaking engagements. I started moving about. I started going, you know what? I am a, a championship coach. I know how to do this. I can do this. That's the first step. I can do this. And so I want to give you one more option. How many of you can start feeling your creativity flowing a little bit based on what we're talking about today? See, there's a lot of ways to figure this out, folks. It ain't one way. I don't come at a person one way. And by the way, Gabriel, Joshua, one of the things they're making me do on writing this best-selling book is the affirmations I tell myself every day. I am a Wall Street Journal bestseller. I've spent my whole life preparing for this. There's nobody that understands Prey Drive better than me. I have something incredibly valuable to offer the world because if you don't see yourself as a Wall Street Journal bestseller, then nobody's going to see you as a Wall Street Journal bestseller. So the affirmations part was like, that's good. That's what you should be telling yourself. I have something valuable to say that can help millions of people. Okay. Now, let me give you one more example. Then we're going to give you an assignment. I got this new insurance agency called Fortitude, sells life insurance. Okay. And um, I posted a post the other night. I, I keep thinking, how can I pull people in who want to be part of this? What narrative can I tell? How do I get people out there who are highly talented, but they're undercapitalized? Right. Who am I looking for? Me 15 years ago. High school coach, working my butt off, raising other people's kids, making 50,000 a year. How many of those teachers are there out there in the world? Okay. so I made a post and I said, man, if you're a level 10 person and you're stuck in a level four vehicle and you cannot increase your income, no matter how hard you work or how good you are, I want you to message me because I'm doing a day at my lodge could change your life. It's completely free. Come on in. I'm going to be bringing an insurance guy in the, the insurance agency of 30,000 people. I'm going to introduce you to him and let you spend a couple hours with him. It'll be good for you. Okay. We had a softball coach, championship softball coach, high school championships, college championships, reaches out to me. And I reached back out to him. I said, man, if you work harder, can you make any more money? No. How many years have you been doing this? X number of years. Are you tired of doing this? Yes. Here's the deal. Come spend a day with me and I'll show you how to do this. And he came spend a day with me. Just This was yesterday. And he came up to me after and he said, man, you have opened my eyes to all kinds of possibility. I'm a level 10 person stuck at a level four opportunity. I'm never going to make more than 70,000. I'm raising other people's kids. I'm exhausted. I said, man, you could make 15,000 in insurance business before Thanksgiving if you got started tomorrow. Okay. So, so, so when you're ready, I'm ready. Now, here's the deal. Look at how I told the narrative. I didn't say join my insurance business. You know what I said? If you're a level 10 person stuck at a level four, come on down and let me open it, open a window for you so you can see a bigger future. And all it took was a couple of hours. Before every person in that room was like, all right, how do we get involved in this? Okay, because they could see new opportunity. So if you're out there and you're exhausted, highly talented, undercapitalized, you say, what do I do? Number one, you get hungry and you get hungry enough to do something about it. You quit whining about it and you quit griping about it and you quit blaming people about it. And you go, where can I go to get around the people I need to get around to have the kind of life I am capable of having? And how did they get it? Okay. Now, Gary, do you know that nobody's ever asked how I bought that jet? 
Very few people ask me, how'd you buy it? How much did it cost? How much is the fuel? How many hours did you have to work? Where did you come up with the money? Can you finance it? Do you get business partners? See, see, it's interesting to me. I had dinner the other night with Tony Giratana, who was building a $350 million project in downtown Nashville called 1010 Church. I said, what's the number one thing you're good at? You know what he said? Asking questions to everybody. He said, man, at least when they're building the carpentry in these places, I ask them, is that the best way to do it? When the lynching comes, he's like, man, have you, have you got another, a better way to do this in the way we're doing it? I asked the architects, man, the way I like these plans, could you do it better than this? He said, I am 65 years old. It's probably worth four or five hundred million dollars. And he said, I ask questions of everybody. And he said, I got kids working for me that are 25 and 30 years old. Hadn't heard me one question. Right. They never asked me any questions. And I cannot figure out why these young people can't just see what we've done. And just ask a question, Tony, how did you raise capital? How do you come up with a $350 million project? Where does it start? Who, how do you do it? How much money can you make doing it? Right? So, so I just sat there for two hours and asked to do questions with my notepad. How do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do this? The minute, Julie, that I indicated interest in raising capital, you know what he said? Oh, if I would have known our dinner was going to be about this coach, Come better prepared. And he called his office, 6.30 at night, had one of his assistants. He said, bring over that uh, portfolio for Coach Burt. Coach Burt wants to know how we raise capital, which was his way of saying, uh, Diva, Coach Burt may want to invest with us. He took that opportunity the minute I indicated interest and the prey drive kicked in in him. And he's like, I may have a potential investor right here. See that? He went from just having dinner to once I indicated interest, I had to give him credit. I'm like, that's bold, man. That's what I love about you, man. Because you see an opportunity and you don't mess around. Now, this is what I would say. I went home that night and I said, you know, I didn't go to dinner thinking I was going to invest with him. But I walked out of dinner thinking, you know what? If, if I was going to invest in a project like that, I probably would invest with him. Does everybody see that? That's creativity. Creativity is, man, what do I do? How do I do it? Who knows how to do it? How can we put it together different? So here's an assignment for you. And Eric, I want you to post the link to the book. Everybody buys the book this week. If you haven't bought the book, folks, throw it, throw a dog a bone here, okay? I'm just asking to move one book at a time. Hey, for the love of God, this Wall Street Journal bestseller is going to kill me. So I'm just asking, just buy one book. If you buy a book, I'm going to give you a copy. I'm going to give you next week's session on Prey Drive. So I'm doing a full day on Prey Drive next week. We've got X number of people coming to the lodge. We're going to film it. We'll send it to you, or you can watch the, the, the link, okay? If you buy it through Amazon, okay? And Eric, do you have the link that I sent you? Because I want them to go through that funnel so we capture their information. If they go to Amazon, Bezos is capturing their information, okay? I want to capture their information so we can make sure we get them what they need, okay? So we're going to give you a pre-order link. You can buy one copy. Okay, you can buy 10 copies. Uh, Diva, look at Diva down there in the corner. She bought 250 copies. Thank you, Diva. And I'm going to Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, I was never going back to Nebraska when Diva asked me. Uh, and she, I said, if you'll buy 250 copies, Diva. Oh, coach, if you love the jet, come to Nebraska with you. So November 15th, I'm going to Nebraska for Diva. Uh, she bought 250 copies. Thank you for that. Okay, so here's your assignment. I want you to go back 
to three or four. Tish, if you did buy it on Amazon, it's okay. Just send us send us the uh, the receipt or whatever, just so we can get you into the system. Okay, I'm perfectly fine with you buying on Amazon, folks. Uh, I want you to go back to three or four big opportunities that you've had in the last 30, 60, 90 days. And I was working on one on the way on the plane down here. And I want you to to present a new a new idea to them. Could be a deal you thought was dead, could be a partnership that you've kind of let fall off. But I want you to go back to three or four people with a, a new way, a creative way to to do what you wanted to do that they didn't. Does everybody see that? Okay. And if it's a real estate deal, if it's a if it's health, a person that wanted to get in their health coaching program, if it's a person that wanted to buy insurance, and I want you to go back and present it in a different way to them and say, you know what, man, I think you want to do something with me and I want to do something with you and you didn't like the way I presented it to you and it's okay. Let me step back and represent it in a new way to you. Okay. And come up with some creative way to put a deal together. Right now in this economy, you should be putting deals together, folks. You should be putting deals together. Anything you can stack the value. If you can't lower the price, you can stack the value. Yes or no? Just like me saying, if you buy the book for thirty dollars, I'm going to give you a full day of coaching. I'm going to give you actually two days because 13th of January, I'm doing a big event. Everybody that pre-orders a book gets copies of the book. If you buy ten copies, you come to the lodge and spend the day with me. That's you know sometimes we charge as much as five grand for that. So I'm saying for dollars, you can get or three hundred bucks, you can do that. So what I'm doing. Angela and Marsha is I'm just getting creative. How do I move copies of this book? How do I, how do I do this? Okay. And I'll tell you something really funny, Tim Nelson. And I'll close on this. I was down in Miami with Grant Cardone once. And he was doing one-to-one coaching for $5,000. In his office, I'm like, dude, you're, you're worth $400 million. Why? Are you doing one-to-one coaching? I said, do you enjoy that? He's like, no, man, I hate it. <laughs> and I'm like, why Why would you do it? Uh, like for five grand that people got to spend 15 minutes with him. And he would just sit there and listen to him and talk to him. And you know what he said to me? He said, it's just another way to extract $5,000. And I thought, man, you're willing to do, it's just another way to get a person to give five grand. Okay. And he just kept raising that price. But, my, but I never forgot that. And I was like, he gives them value and they pay it. So, and if he says one thing to them that helps them make 10,000, it was a good investment. So, so my point is we got to get creative, man. And that's really what pray drive is. Pray drive is I ain't stopping until I get something across the finish line. And that's it. And if I, if it don't work in a, and I watch how people follow up with me, very few people have this. They hit me one time randomly out of the blue. Then I never hear from them again. They don't stay in my life. They don't present a new idea. If I put up any resistance, they just quit. And I'm like, come on, man, suck it up and get better. Like figure out a way to put this together. Okay. I want to do it. Just come at me with different terms on it. Okay. So this is a good session, guys. Everybody got an assignment? Everybody good? The audio book will be coming out. I haven't recorded that yet, but I will be going into the studio. Uh, The book comes out January 31st. So I will be in the studio recording that. I have my own books, by the way. So uh, I hate it when somebody else reads this book, guys. Okay, uh, So I read my own books when that book comes out on audio. Okay, All right. Good session. Eric, everybody got everything they need here. You got a link to purchase the book every Wednesday, folks. 
share this with your friends. It's good coaching. Appreciate you guys. Love. Have a great day. Everybody needs a coach. Get creative in a deal.